Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Starting right out of the gate, welcome everybody to episode 69 of the Agree to Disagree show, where we discuss current events, politics, and social issues and pop culture. Guys, if you appreciate the show and you want to support it, like I say every week, please like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Facebook page, IG page, or the podcast on any of the platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and please leave a review. It goes a long way, and I would greatly appreciate it. All right. Also, guys, tonight I'm flying solo. I have a lot of things to get off my mind. So please write in your comments, uh, questions, comments, especially because we're going to be discussing quite a few things this evening. Uh, We're going to go with we're going to start with the Quebec elections. Uh, Then we're going to move to California and some of their craziness that's going on uh, out there. And lastly, some uh, woke stuff. Of course, we wouldn't be complete without any woke stuff in a um, agree to disagree show. So let's start off with this. All right. Um, What is the definition of the Stockholm syndrome? Okay. So the Stockholm syndrome is a coping mechanism to a captive or abusive situation. People develop positive feelings toward their captors or abusers over time. This condition applies to situations including child abuse, coach-athlete abuse, relationship abuse, and sex trafficking. So I titled this this show tonight with this title, Quebec, what did we do? And when I say what did we do, what did we do in this most previous provincial election? For all of our American uh, listeners Uh, And people watching on YouTube, uh, we previously, um, just last week, voted for our new premier, which is equivalent basically to your governor in your states for the province of Quebec in, uh, in, uh, in Canada. And why I say this, what did we do, Quebec, is the track record of the current uh, government that, that uh, won re-election overwhelmingly uh, winning uh, 91 seats, I believe. And the next one closest to them was 21 seats. Uh, Seats being writings um, in Quebec. So here's the thing, right? No matter what the CAC and François Legault have done to us over the past two and a half years, through lockdowns, through curfews, through failed businesses as a result of that, through suffering mental health issues, closing schools and affected development of our children, which the long-term effects, you know, we won't know or we won't know of for many, many years down the road. Not only that, racist against the English community through bills, such bills as Bill 96, racist against all immigrants that we're going to talk about, apparently immigrants that don't work, 
They come to Montreal, they don't respect our culture. Racist against Muslims and racist against indigenous community. But you know what, guys? I've come up, I've come up with, with, with a, a hypothesis here. Is that as long as you campaign, you're in Quebec, okay? And you're not the liberals, for example. And as long as you campaign, campaign on a fake problem that never existed, so you keep saying... And you keep telling your people that uh, the Quebec language and the culture is at risk. Then this province, outside of Montreal, of course, because if you looked at the electoral map, right, we have the entire immense, vast territory of Quebec, which is huge. And you have this little beep of red, which is Montreal. And of course, probably is about 95% of all of economic activity for the province, right? So um, the rest of Montreal, outside of Montreal, voted for overwhelmingly for the CAC. All right. So what did we do, guys? So basically, by, by putting these people into power, this is what I have the most difficult thing is, with here is, is that we've put them back into power, contrary to what they've done to us in the last two and a half years. So basically what we're saying is that it's okay. It's fine. As the Stockholm Syndrome says, right? We feel feelings toward our captors or our abusers. After, so, so despite everything that's come out in the news, everything about mandates and curfews, um, vaccines, and none of them were based on, 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 on actual science, right? Even though our politicians said, we follow the science. We all know it was bullshit, and it's been proven, and it's been admitted that it was all politics, just to show that they were doing something, and just to gain whatever control, just to see how far we could go. So, despite all this, despite all this, the anguish that we've been through, that has led to severe inflation, eventually just around the corner, a recession, despite all this, our choices in Quebec for politicians is so horrible that we've put these fucking monsters back into power with an overwhelming majority. Now, when I say when I say monsters, okay, let, let, let me explain to you what I mean by when I say my monsters, okay? This is a story from um a, a, a CAC immigration minister, a CAC immigration minister, okay, claims that newcomers to the province go to Montreal, they don't work, and they don't speak French. Though he later tweeted he expressed his thoughts badly. <laughs> it's fantastic. The Coalition Avenir Québec candidate for Trois-Rivières and favored to maintain the seat, Jean Boulet, made the comments when he was asked about his portfolio during a debate on Radio-Canada. He said there are two challenges with immigration, the economy and the vitality of the French language. 80% of immigrants go to Montreal, they don't work, don't speak French, don't adhere to the values of Quebec, whatever those values are. The key is regionalization and, and francisation. Okay? 
He later walked back his comments on Twitter, saying he expressed his thoughts badly. The excerpt broadcast does not reflect what I think. He must, we must continue to focus on the reception, francisation, and integration of immigrants, which are an asset for Quebec. Okay, so, so let me get this straight. We went from being a lazy, not working, and not um, adhering to the culture or whatever that, to being a important fabric of Quebec, an, an important asset for Quebec. See, here's the thing, guys. Okay, no matter what, he could say this, right? But the fact of the matter is that the immigrants don't give a shit about the values of Quebec. They don't. They don't. They come here for free, for being free. A lot of them come from from countries that have no work, or war torn countries, or victims of, for whatever reason they're being. Uh, they're being, uh, you know, uh, marginalized because they're gay or they're Muslim or uh, drought or whatever, whether it be from from North Africa. So do you actually think they're going to come here and care about the culture of Quebec? Do you actually think that? But this guy has the guts to say it. But not only has the guts to say it, he retracts his comments. And this is right before he was a favorite to re-win re his seat. Obviously, uh, he was put aside by, uh, by uh, Francois Legault, our premier. But guys, that's, that's, just, that's just like one, one little thing. One little thing that I'm talking about. One little thing. But yet we managed to put these people back into power. All the things that they've said about the indigenous community, all the things they've said about the, and, and shown towards the English community and the indigenous community and the Muslim community with Bill 96, not being able to, you know, to, to show any types of religious uh, uh, symbols at work. You cannot work for the government if you do in terms of a hijab or anything of that nature. They don't care. They don't care. And now we gave them an overwhelming majority. An overwhelming majority. What do you, what do you think is going is to happen now? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Now he's feeling... Because I, I could literally, he could go on St. Catherine downtown, shoot somebody and say, wasn't me. Wasn't me. They've said and done so many things and it doesn't even matter. And we all knew this was going to happen. Basically, all the other parties were campaigning for nothing. It's incredible. It's incredible. I don't know what it's going to take for this province. We are so fucking backwards. We are so... We are going back to the dinosaurs, people, cavemen, that we feel it to the point that we have to put them back into power, power after all they've done and said to the Quebec population. But none of it matters because they're protecting the French language and culture that immigrants <laughs> basically don't even care about. 
and they have no choice but to bring in immigrants because we're not having enough children. So I'd love to see how they're going to weave this magic by making immigrants care about Quebec values. I can't wait to see how they did this, do this. So during the campaign, another funny thing, staying on this, okay, is, is Francois Legault agreeing that a sovereign Quebec is feasible but would face big financial cha challenges, said uh, CAC leader Francois Legault in Gaspé on Tuesday. His words echo liberal premiers Jean Charest and Philippe Couillard before him, with Legault acknowledging that a sovereign Quebec would be viable due to its wealth. Our level of wealth is high when compared to other countries in the world. However, he points out that Quebec receives billions of dollars in equalization payments from the federal government, and sovereignty is not a priority. At the same press conference, Legault noted that if he is re-elected, he plans to quickly reach out to a, a opposition parties. He admitted that his opponents have good ideas, but not but would not specify on which ones. Okay. The opposition, the opposition parties have criticized Legault and passed for being arrogant during his first something, uh, his first term, something he believes Quebecers would disagree with. Now, I, I, I just want to bring to your attention here two things. He points out that Quebec receives billions of dollars in equalization payments from the federal government and sovereignty is not a priority for Quebecers. So it's not a priority because we receive billions of dollars in equalization payments. To the tune of in 2018, 11 of the $19 billion that was given out to five provinces in equalization payments because we're basically the have and have nots because we're useless as a province in terms of producing anything in, in our GDP, we received 11.7 billion of the 19 billion. 11.7 billion of the 19 billion that was given out in equalization payments amongst five provinces. But our wealth is higher when it compared to other countries in the world. Basically saying in the same sentence, we could be sovereign because we're wealthy, but it's not a priority because we get equalization payments and we would be absolutely useless without them. In a nutshell is what he's saying. Right? Let's, let's call a spade a spade. It's, 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 it's incredible. It's incredible. It really is. I, I do. I, it's, oh, man, 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 man. The things that we've done, guys, the things that we've done is just, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know how to think anymore. I really don't. I really don't. So on to uh, my next story, guys. This is a doozy. Um, in, 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 in what I call the cesspool of California and its latest, and, and uh, you know, the world's latest attack on free speech. Get a load of this one, okay? California bill barring docs, doctors from telling COVID lies signed into law. Law, however, won't stop doctors from spreading misinformation on social media only during direct patient care. <laughs> I, I didn't read that wrong, guys. Okay. So California Governor Gavin Newsom signed legislation on Friday that gives the state some ammunition against physicians who spread lies about COVID in the context of direct patient care. Although it won't apply to those who spread such misinformation on social media because the two go hand in hand, right? They're different. It is said to be the first such law in the nation. Such information, 
when it is contradicted by contemporary scientific consensus contrary to the standard of care and delivered with malicious intent or an intent to mislead now can be defined as unprofessional conduct. Violators would be subject to disciplinary actions from the Medical Board of California or the osteopath uh, osteopath uh, osteopathic Medical Board of California, which combined licenses for some 155,000 doctors. It, to be clear, this bill does not apply to any speech outside discussions directly related to COVID-19 treatment within a direct. Okay. What, what, what I want to know here, okay, this is what I want to know, is... Um, I, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Uh, what I want to know is what has, how much money, how much money have the pharmaceuticals given to these politicians in order to pass such laws to say any spreading of misinformation, but not on social media, could lead to fines, and disciplinary action amongst the medical board of California. Doctors that went to school all their lives could possibly study this, could have a varying opinion on vaccines. And now all the stories are coming out, right? No more secrets, guys. That literally the effectiveness of these, these, these vaccines and Yet still, yet still, he doubles down and passes this law. <laughs> uh, Tony Chichi, I couldn't pronounce osteopathic. Really offended. You're really offended. I know me too. I got it. It was a tongue twister, bro. It was a tongue twister. So I'm, I'm completely, I'm completely amazed by this. I really am. I, I, I have no words. I really don't. Um, it's really something else. <laughs> Um, but yet, you know, after everything that's coming out right now, like I said, that's come to light, all the truth and all the so-called conspiracy theories coming true, uh, Gavin Newsom in his cesspool of California, it may have nice weather, but Jesus, man, you're bringing that state down to the shitter. You're literally bringing it down to the shitter. I don't know what crazy shit they're going to do next. Wow. <laughs> Pat, how are you doing, Pat? And now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. <laughs> Finish to mundo, Luigi says it's over this world. <laughs> and now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. He did it as <laughs> Gavin Newsom is doing it his own way. He's doing it in my way. He's gonna bring he's, he should play that at his next, I don't know, rally or whatever he does. And especially sing that last song. And now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain, but I did it my way. It's incredible. It really is. <laughs> Thanks for that, Pat. That was a good one. Oh boy. All kinds of madness going on, guys. All kinds. It really is. It really is. Um, well, here's a doozy, guys. Um, so all for, for all of you um, diehard, uh, again, 
I, I, you know, I understand that that the weather patterns are changing. Um, it is it, it is it is a very you know it's it's a very important topic um, of our generation. Okay. Um, in terms of gas guzzlers and fossil fuels and climate change, I I understand all that. I really do. But here here. See what happens when you want to try to go from one extreme to the next, right? So let's just ban, like our mayor here in Montreal or Gavin Newsom in California. Let's ban fossil fuels. Let's ban all production of cars that use gas with no plan in sight. So when you have no plan in sight, this is what happens. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens. Quebec and other provinces in central and eastern Canada are heading toward a significant shortage of electricity to respond to the various needs of a transition to renewable energy. This is according to the Polytechnique Montreal's Institute of de l'Energie Troissier, which published a report titled A Strategic Perspective on Electricity in Central and Eastern Canada last week. The paper says that at a current rate, most provinces will be incapable of meeting the electricity needs created by the increase in the number of electric vehicles and the decarbonization of building heating by 2030. The situation worsens if we consider carbon neutrality objectives of the federal government and some provinces for 2050, the Institute says. The researchers called on public utilities to immediately review their investment plans for the coming years. So, you're fixing one problem, and you're creating another. So, not only is the lithium and the cobalt used to make these batteries for electric vehicles limited, not only is the mining of this extremely dangerous and harmful to the countries where it's located, including child labor, so that's one problem. And second, we might not even have enough electricity. Where Keep in mind, we have hydroelectricity. We have Hydro-Quebec, guys. We've, we thought that we had unlimited hydroelectricity. We thought. But yet at this rate, by 2050, which is not that far away, guys. 27 years away. Not far. We might be low on hydroelectricity. So I say all this, I say all this to um, the fact is that we're so, so focused on jumping on an issue to be, to go with the crowd, to go with the woke crowd. Let's jump on this bus. Where are you go? Hey, bus, where are you going? Climate change. I'll get on. I'll jump on. But you have no plan and you have no idea what all of this encompasses. You think it's just two more morning, let's get off of fossil fuels, and we have enough renewable energy that the, the, that the world and the earth could create. Right here. Right here. There's your example that we don't. That we don't. But yet, we pass these laws forbidding the manufacturing of gas-guzzling cars with no plan in sight. None. And here is the ramifications. Here is the direct results. These are the people that are making decisions for us. 
it, it's you know you know what i mean there's there's no there's no thought process at all at all there's no plan in sight everyone seems to think you know it's it's okay it's fine right Danny Muchachero says, an insignificant province like Quebec in the entire world can in no way stop huge international car manufacturers from producing gas vehicles. It can also in no way prevent dealers from selling gas vehicles. It can, Danny. You're right. Uh, but in Quebec, right, um, like, like California did, passed a law stating as of 2030 that they can't <laughs> sell gas cars. So basically forcing the manufacturers to turn their attention to electric vehicles right and we like i said we keep reiterating and reiterating and talking about the effects of that from just going from stopping one and going into another one right away we keep talking about it with no plan in sight let's just stop one day and there's going to be you know the world's going to have enough cobalt the world's going to have enough electricity the world's going to have enough lithium to to make these batteries and to charges batteries but there's no you know, there's no talk to we have enough electricity where do we when these batteries die after four or five years what do we do with them they can't be recharged guys they're done what kind of a scar on the earth is that going to leave but there's no there's no no talk about that greta thunberg doesn't want to talk about that hope you're doing well by the way danny ah wow let's move on to Our, of course, traditional wokeness segments. Every seems like every show we talk about this new woke culture. So this is this is a good one. This is my favorite one. This is my favorite one, guys. Uh, Bros Star, which uh, uh, Billy Eichner blames box office flop on straight people. That's just the world we live in. Unfortunately, the Bros writer star tweeted after the film fizzled on its opening weekend. So basically this is a romantic um, romantic movie about a gay couple. Uh, so he, he goes on to say, um, sounding off on a gay ro romantic, poor uh, box office blaming straight people, not showing up for the lack of ticket sales. Even with glowing reviews, great Rotten Tomato scores, an A-Cinema score, straight people, especially in certain parts of the country, just didn't show up for bros, Eichner said. Produced and starred in the film, said in a lengthy Twitter rant, and that's disappointing, but it is what it is. Okay, so here's my take on this, okay? Did you ever stop to think that maybe your movie sucked? Number one. Did you ever stop to think that there's no big actors in this movie? Number two. Did you ever stop to think that there's no more romantic comedies that are released in theater? No one goes to the theaters to watch a romantic comedy. Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you that stupid? Are you that stupid? Did you ever stop to think that maybe, maybe we're tired of this being, this, this being shoved literally down our throats, down, down our throats. Maybe, did you ever stop to think about that? Did you stop? Did you ever stop to think maybe I should stop blaming others? Maybe your movie just sucked. Maybe it just sucked. And like I said, no one's going to the movies to watch a romantic comedy. People are going to go watch an action flick. That's what they're going to go watch, a Marvel fucking movie. Not a 
romantic comedy. Who, please, someone in the comedy, tell me, when was the last time you went to the movies to watch a romantic comedy? I want to know. Let's do a poll, please. Can anybody put this in the notes, in the comments? Tell me. It's incredible. You're so, he's so quick to blame the straight community. When are you going to stop blaming others for your failures? Your voice is being heard, the gay community, more so than ever any time in the history of civilization more North America, right? But yet you're going to you're going to you're going to blame you're going to blame straight people. You're going to it's the same way like the WNBA blaming people for not going and watch basketball games, but they're not going to blame women for not going and watch it because the women would rather go watch the men in the NBA. It's the same thing. It's the same comparison. It's the same difference. Maybe your movie just sucked. Stop laying blame. Move on. Stop shoving it down our throats. Always someone has to blame. Right? It's the same way. For example, let's say they do a movie with a predominantly black uh, uh, African-American cast. And it doesn't do well at the box office. They're going to blame white people for not going to watch the movie. It's the same thing, guys. It's the same thing. Maybe there just wasn't a market or a big enough market to go watch this romantic movie, a romantic comedy in the theaters to pay. God knows what they're paying for now for a movie. It's okay. I'll wait for it to come out on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever before I go watch it. Thank you. <sighs> I just, I don't know. All right. Last last story. This this again, in the name of wokeness. This one's this one's pretty disturbing, though. I'm gonna admit this is this is disturbing. Um, father of a Luton County girl that was raped at the school by a boy in a skirt, who's been given probation, reveals his daughter was attacked a second time at school with case for malicious wounding to begin next week. Scott Smith's daughter was raped at Stonebridge High School in the um, girls' bathroom by a 15-year-old boy wearing a skirt. The boy on Wednesday was sentenced to a locked residential program and much, must register as a sex offender. The father made national headlines in June when he erupted in fury at the Luden County School Board meeting as trans bathrooms were being discussed. He was pictured being dragged out of the meeting by police officers amid wild scenes. On Wednesday night, Smith told Tucker Carlson that he had been charged with resisting arrest and disorderly conduct and given a suspended sentence. He said he was pinned in a corner by the district attorney who oversaw the sentence being suspended upon one year of good behavior. He said he was relieved that the boy had been sentenced but was moving on to the next case because his daughter was physically assaulted last year. <sighs> Uh, where do I go with this? The Luden County held a meeting, school board, during which it was stated that gender-fluid bathrooms were not problematic. So that's when the father freaked out. 
here you have a clear case that it is problematic, that it is problematic, yet it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Guys, if if we're if we're gonna go in the name of making everybody happy, all right, with this new this new fucking ideology and 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 gender fluid bathrooms for what i bet maybe one percent of the school one percent of the school maybe uh yeah i mean so so let me get this straight so you have gender fluid bathrooms okay a 15 year old girl gets raped by a boy wearing a skirt and this is not enough of a reason to admit that it's a problem that maybe maybe it wasn't good in the first place maybe you won't admit it it's just, they won't admit it they it's gotten to the point that we can't admit it because then what what are we what what, what are we considered in this case am I, am I transphobic am i all you want to do is protect your child that's all you want to do protect your child now you have to worry okay now in the states they have to worry about protecting your child from shooters protecting your child from gender fluid bathrooms this 15 year old girl got raped in a bathroom and his father was treated like a dog that father would have done what any other father would have done and worse and worse i would have gone into that school board meeting i don't know what i would have done guys i could tell you one thing Probably I would have gone in there with my son's baseball bat that's usually in the back of my car, number one. I don't know what I would have done with that baseball bat, but I probably would have ended up in prison that night. But yet, you're not going to admit that this is a problem. What are we doing this for? What are we doing this for? What are we doing gender-fluid bathrooms that we can't admit that there's boys and girls? We can't. We got to the point that we, we, can't, we can't admit that there's boys and girls. Luca Colacci, thanks for watching, buddy. Heads would have rolled. Yeah, you're damn right, my friend. Hands would have rolled. Heads would have rolled. I don't care. I probably would have ended up in prison. Probably would have ended up in prison. And there's been many of those cases, right, when uh, fathers have caught their daughter or their son being raped and in the action, they killed the perpetrator, literally killed the perpetrator and never went to prison. Not only would I not put them in prison, I'd probably give them a reward. All right, because any parent would stand up for their child. Any parent. I'm 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 so disgusted what I've seen from school boards across North America, especially especially in Ontario. What the fuck is going on in Ontario here in our own backyard? Almost the shit that I'm hearing coming out of school board meetings and the decisions that they're making. All in the name of wokeness. Everybody's woke, like I always say. Everything goes now. Let's change the rules for the majority. For the minority. This is what happens. A 15-year-old girl will never be the same because she was raped in a bathroom in her school, guys. Think about that for a fucking second. Think about that. The next time you say, let's make a small minority 
maybe let's make them feel a little bit more comfortable. You think about this 15-year-old kid that was raped in her school bathroom from a kid, a boy wearing a skirt. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Think about that. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's it's a crazy world. It's a crazy world we live in. It really is. It really is. So um, that's been episode 69, guys. Thank you so much. Like always, guys, go on the website. Uh, excuse me. Go on the Facebook page, IG page, podcast anywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, not Amazon Music, anywhere. Write a review. Subscribe. Please, it'll go a long way. I appreciate you guys so much. I wish everyone a good evening. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.